0: Hey, everyone. I'm Genevieve Martin, and I'm currently at Camp Orlando with my staff from the Aerie Yearbook at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. I'm going into my third year with Aerie and our advisor, Sarah Lerner, where I'll serve as a sports editor. One thing I enjoy about being on staff is that even though I'm a quieter, more introverted person, it lets me be involved in everything that's going on at school. In today's episode of the Yearbook Wise podcast, Mike interviews Rain Valderas and Marianne Lobaton, two of our editors for next year's edition of Aerie. Okay, here's the show.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Yearbook Wise Podcast. My name is Mike Simmons. I advise the Tesserae Yearbook in upstate New York and Corning. And uh, it's my pleasure to bring you today an interview I recorded a few weeks ago with Rain Valadez, and Marianne Louboutin of the Airy yearbook at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. These two girls were members of the staff last year. In fact, they're, they're rising seniors uh, who will have been on the staff for all four years, and they'll serve as co-editors in chief in this edition of Airy in 2019. Obviously, if you are uh, someone who follows the news, you're aware of the tragedy that befell Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on Valentine's Day in 2018 and these girls and the members of their staff, their advisor Sarah Lerner, had to contend with how to responsibly cover and, and react to that tragedy and manage and be mindful of their own needs uh, for, for mental health and healing and, and all that comes with experiencing that as, as a victim and survivor as well. Uh, we explore it all with the girls and I just want to say up front how grateful I am to them and to Sarah Lerner for helping create this opportunity. Hearing from them in particular about how to cover tragedy and the mindfulness with which they address their own well-being and uh, the, the needs of, of student reporters and reporters in general to both be reporters and journalists, but also humans and people who are, are mindful of their own needs and self-care. Um, there's just a, a, an immense amount of, of maturity and poise Uh, that came from these two in this conversation, and uh, it it really just left me in in awe and wonder uh, of them. The girls will give you a sense of uh, Aerie and the the work that went into the 2018 edition. Um, And we also, uh, at the end of the interview, get a a preview of what's to come in 2019. But uh, without further ado, here is my interview, uh, my chat with Rain Valadeiras, and Marion Louboutin, uh, members of the class of 2019 and senior co-editors-in-chief of the Airy Yearbook at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. So joining me on the YearbookWise podcast today are two students from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Um, ladies, would you, would you introduce yourselves?
0: My name is Marion Louboutin. I'm going to be a senior next year. Last year on staff, I was design editor, and this year I'm going to be editor-in-chief and design editor.
1: Awesome. That's Marion and?
0: My name is Rain Valadez last Year
2: I was a co-photo editor, and this year I'm going to be photo editor and editor in chief. And I'm a rising senior. Awesome, excellent.
1: And thank you both for being with me today. Um, your advisor uh, Sarah Lerner uh, has been. You guys have been on her staff for how many years? Mary? Four years, all four, four years, years of high school, mm-hmm. and all four years. So we just got into welcoming freshmen to staff. Um, go flashback way back. What got you on the yearbook staff in the first place?
0: Uh, We needed an elective for our classes and um, our best friend's mom was friends with uh, Miss Lardner and she asked if we wanted to be on yearbook and we just were up for it. Well for me
2: actually, I mean I've been doing yearbook for fifth grade, eighth grade and I was like, I was just like I want to keep doing this and I was friends with um, well also with um, their mom and I was friends with the former photo editor in chief, her name's Kira, and um, so she kind of pulled me in and like Talked to my middle school teacher and like okay. had him email my advisor and that's how I got in. And you're a
1: camera kid, you're a photo mm-hmm. kid. When yeah. did, are you as well married? No, I'm a designer. You're right, all design. Kids. Yeah. And on your staff, if you're design editors, I mean, you don't touch cameras at all. Nope, phone, I don't, but,
0: right, I don't touch cameras. Got it.
1: For <laughs> you, where did your love of photography come from?
2: Um, from a young age, I would always find myself sitting at like a dining table and watching my mom make like scrapbooks and things. Because mm-hmm. like, I just loved looking at pictures and like remembering Like where I came from, like I know it sounds cliche, but I always like like looking back and um, just looking back at memories and pictures and people, because like you can realize like so many things like live on through like photography Mm and like emotions, people and memories, and I just love doing it.
1: And your love of design, do you, are, you, um, now, are you a designer, like do you go out on, um, do you have Main Street where you guys are, like a business district or no. where there's shops and stuff? No. Do you ever do you ever go into a shop and like judge their designs? Their Sometimes, yeah, yeah, advertising,
0: no, I just, I was on staff and when we first came on she asked us what we wanted to do and I just, I just picked design, I, I was good at using computers and I've fallen in love with it ever since.
1: Got it. And help us understand <laughs> a little bit about your program. Um, Describe the the area. It's the area. Of your book staff. Uh, how many students are there on staff?
2: We had about thirty-seven okay. students last year. Um, it's a really big class, yeah. and I mean, we <laughs> had a huge classroom to accompany that. But recently, you know, we had to work in a closet basically. So yeah. that's how I realized how many people were actually in that class. Okay. and we got very familiar with each other, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. space-wise and. Um, emotionally, so
1: yeah. And the you run it as a class, Marion, yeah. during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys on block or a... a... Uh, block schedule, so okay. we do four
0: classes every day. And okay. so, we have an eighth period. Yeah, so we so have that. it on our burgundy days, which is the second day in the week. Okay. And um, we also go after school if like we're on deadlines and mm-hmm. stuff. It's not just in class.
1: When you do... So let's talk about class just a little bit more. Is it um, how long? Is it 80 minutes or something? 90 minutes, okay. Okay. yeah. And do students run... Like, if I visited... Um, just a typical day of the area staff, is it, is it your voice as an editor-in-chief that I would hear first? Does Ms. Lerner get things done? Um, how, how does that look?
2: It depends on the day. I think when we're, closely, like we're closer to deadlines and things like that, we usually have a lot of, like, all right, class is beginning to start. Let's do, like, a mini speech, I guess. Like, this okay. is what we have to get done. So you'll probably hear from Miss Lerner, and then you'll probably hear from the editors-in-chief. And and then after, we we'll be like, okay, like... What, who needs what, and then so, we just go dive into that for the right. rest of the period.
1: And, Marion, after school, I, I love a good deadline <coughs> night. We, our, our parents bring us lasagna. We yeah. have soup and bread night, whatever. Uh, is it consistent for you that like, you do stuff on Wednesdays once a month? Or, like, what's that look like? Uh,
0: it really depends on, again, our deadlines, what days our deadlines are, or whatever day our teacher can stay, mm-hmm. or whatever day anyone can stay, really. It's just if you have a lot to do, you should definitely stay and, right. and work after school.
1: And on a block schedule, do you have study halls too? Yeah. And then would you go to the lab or you, those? You yeah. can go if <laughs> okay.
0: you, you like get a pass and you decide to go or not, if, if you need to do things or you just want to help out in class.
1: Got it. Um, an obvious statement, I think there's a lot of people listening who think at this point they know your school. Yeah. I'm going to guess that what we don't know, kind of sarcastically, could fill a book, as they say. So um, irrespective of the year that you guys had last year, let's talk like December, What's MSD like, has student population, and, and what are you guys known for? I, I, I'm a guy from upstate New York. Yeah. I know nothing about you. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what, what I would see and hear at your school.
0: Um, there's a lot of students in our class, like okay. at least my class. The senior class has over 900 kids. We're the biggest class ever. So okay. it's crowded. The hallways are small, and there's people everywhere. So there's a lot going on. So, like, during Spirit Week and stuff like that, there's a lot of spirit in our school. And, like, a lot of us are very passionate about our school and, like, we all just are very proud to be from Douglas, so.
1: And, and does that math, roughly, I know you guys might not be experts on the numbers, you're book people, you probably know the numbers. <laughs> Is every class about mm. 800 and 900? It's,
2: it's like, it varies in like the hundreds, yeah. I think. It's okay. like maybe like 600, 800, around there. Okay. But um, there's a
1: big bubble with the class of 2019. We're mm-hmm. the biggest it class was, ever. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, academically, you guys, are you at IB school or very AP or? Very school? Okay. A <laughs> lot
0: of very smart kids, AP school. Competitive, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Got it. And Rain, what's the clubs and organization scene like at, at Storm and Douglas?
2: There's a bunch of clubs that we have. Um, they're all very, nothing really goes unnoticed, I think. Yeah. I think everyone knows what every club is and if they don't, it's kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of members in each club. Um, and yeah, I mean, they take part in a lot of things in our school, a lot of activities. Every week, I mean, considering we're in yearbook, there's always something that we could cover. Mm-hmm. Almost always, um, if not always. And um, yeah like they've shaped a lot of our school like Marjorie's Garden. We have like a, like a nature type club and okay. they hold lots of events at school and like fundraising and other things like that.
1: They have a pretty vibrant um, performing arts scene bands. Definitely and drama
0: yeah and so. our band won states last year. Wow. So there's that and then our drama kids are amazing. And
1: I'm gonna guess if Florida's like New York, it's by uh, the classifications by the school size. Yeah. So if your band won states, they won the all yep. the big schools. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, are you guys? In, what What do you do when you're not yearbooking?
2: Um. Well, I.
1: Your book is life. I mostly yeah. do
2: <laughs> yearbook. Um. I mean, I do like my photography, like on my own time, okay. and I also work as a Kumon assistant, like help tutor kids, and. Uh, that's pretty much it.
1: With your photography, do you, do you have a are you official and have a business? Or no, I mean, actually,
2: or? I've been working for, like, family stuff, and then okay. it, it translates to friends, and then it, like, goes to, like, further context
0: right. And, I mean, I've been getting my name around That's
1: awesome. a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. And for you, Mary?
0: Um, besides your Book, um, I'm also in this class called DECA, and it, like, prepares you to be in business right. and study business when you're older, so that.
1: And you had shared before we went uh, to recording that you're, you're looking at business schools yep. for, for college.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, where, where do you see yourself five, six years out?
0: Mm, I don't know if I want to go more the corporate route or if I want to maybe do marketing. Like I've been seeing a lot of people who do marketing for yearbook and stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know if I want to mix like journalism and business or, or medicine and business. So I've, I've really been looking into all the different fields.
1: You're thinking uh, for photo right Yeah, creative? I really
0: want to get into photojournalism.
2: Okay. Um, I've told myself I don't want to take pictures of flowers and stars right. my whole life. Right. I want to go out and travel and meet people and like raise awareness for people who don't have a voice and who mm-hmm. don't get that type of coverage, mm-hmm. and you know just go and like be open minded and just like open my mind to like new experiences and new people, right. cultures and all that.
1: Around this time last year, you guys were here at Camp Orlando, I'm not sure if you... Um, I wasn't. Okay. I was. Okay, so we kind of vaguely met because I was here last year as well. Um, when did you guys hatch the 2018 yearbook theme, the Verbal? It was as one, right? Mm-hmm. What's the? Can you tell me about the story of that development? We...
2: Well, okay, at the end of the school year last year, yeah. Um, we had no idea. I mean, we did have like a vague idea of what we wanted, but we started out with like something very like limitless. That yeah. was what, and we were not feeling it at all. And then we had a phone call with our advisor's best friend, Mike Taylor, and um, he was telling us like he said like give me some phrases about your school. And like, we were saying like oh like as Douglas or as one, and like we were just mixing in some words. And he's like okay one, and then we were like one. That just what do you, what do you mean one? And then we were thinking of phrases that could go with one. And then we thought of As One and ultimately that just changed our whole like, entire meaning of the book by the end of the year mm-hmm. and I'm glad we, you know, ended up with that.
1: Right, right. So you went into the year as a Unity book mm-hmm. and As One we are, what, student council or band or those mm-hmm. kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. What kinds of stories were you telling uh, early in the year that, that reflected that thing? Can you give me a couple of examples?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me think. Um, well, what I think of when I think of it as one, I thought of like as one person okay. could ultimately mean like just the fact, like as us as individuals can, meet, can make as one entire like student body, mm-hmm. as one school. So, so all these little pieces yeah. make yeah. up, big up So that kind of played on. out in our cover as well when we mm-hmm. had all these little like triangle and like geometric mm-hmm. shape pieces go into our big huge font as one. Right. Um, so I feel like that's what we kind of wanted to reflect inside the book.
1: And Marion, for you, are there other standouts or maybe from the design side of things? Um, I've seen the cover it is like a kind of a cascade. Mm -hmm. What do we see if if people looked inside the book that Um, that exemplifies that? What was the visual voice like?
0: One thing we really wanted to do was cover a lot of students, like students that usually aren't in the book a lot. Mm -hmm. So we, like as one whole school, we decided to, to try to get more people at least in the, the yearbook staff, we wanted to get more people in the book so we got a lot of pull quotes and we just included a lot of students that normally wouldn't get their voice heard and we wanted them to. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah right. and to get more coverage of the students we exactly. took their um, photo and placed them on, like, on the folio mm-hmm. and just to get like an extra quote relating to the story just right. to get extra coverage. so. Just sure another inclusionary device. Right.
1: right. Got it. What are some of the things that your staff struggles with?
2: Mm, ads okay Um, like ad sales and
1: business yeah um yeah I'm not proud of that yeah we're not proud of that
2: but it's okay okay. it's fine we're working on it what else
0: how Mm -hmm. how
1: did you do with that goal of inclusion
0: I think we included a lot of people in the book we included a lot of people that usually wouldn't have been and covered actually, in it. Yeah. And when we have we
2: have sort of a list where we like use a certain person like more than like two or three mm-hmm. times, we kind of like, okay, we can't use this yeah. person. Yeah. We anymore. love you too much list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: We have a different name for it. We, we did know. we did <laughs> and I actually got that name because it's a little bit just more positive. <laughs> yeah, we love yeah. you too much. We'll use yep. that. Yep.
2: <laughs> and yeah. yeah, so that's that's what we did.
1: Yeah. Obviously the folks listening know that you guys went through an unspeakable tragedy in February, um, and I wanted to talk with you today about your experience as Yearbook staff members of that. Do you remember your first time being back with the staff after February 14th?
0: Um, before school started, when we first had that break, we all met at a park with our advisor and a few of the staff members, and we met at a park and we we had lunch and we just talked, and mm-hmm. it didn't even have to be about Yearbook. We just mm-hmm. talked about our feelings and how we felt. And then um, a lot of people weren't able to come to that. So then the first day back at school, um, we had all of our class periods first. So like we didn't do our block schedule. We just went to every class. And so when we first met as a staff, we we didn't talk yearbook. We didn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like we got there and had to discuss what we were going to do. We just got there and we talked about our feelings and how we felt and, you know, if we were okay, if we, if we wanted to talk, just, it was more of like a, way to get our emotions out there. It wasn't a like, okay, we got here, we have to start working immediately. That wasn't it at all, because I know a lot of us wouldn't have been able to do that.
2: Uh, Yeah, at that point, it wasn't like we were there for the book. At that moment, we were there for each other. It wasn't ready. It wasn't time to dive right back into it. Right. Right.
1: And even if you look back at your... What is your staff culture like in, in general? Are you a staff, um, regardless of circumstance that is out, do you do yearbook bowling or yearbook movie night at an editor's house and things like that? Are you pretty cohesive to begin with?
2: We truly try to like do things I mean outside of yearbook, not really, but when we are together, I think since it's ninety minutes we're like with each other, mm-hmm. we kinda I don't know, I just like we know everyone,
0: like everyone knows everything about everyone. And like staying after school yeah. like that changed a lot, like our design nights um, after school for like senior ads um, will be there till like eight or nine and like those are the nights when you really get to know each other and like sure. you really you, you get to laugh with each other and you really you learn a lot about someone, especially when you're at school that late and you're, right. you're going right. crazy, but you're you're yeah. learning about someone. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you said obviously it wasn't like, let's get back to work. like mm-hmm. Let's let's, you know, finish that spread. What was that process like, though, coming back to work? Um. It took, it took some time. It
0: was because there was stuff from before that we also hadn't finished. It was like my spread from two weeks before. I was like, I still need this. I still need that. So it was very hard to get back into it, and then also have to juggle that with thinking, how are we even going to begin to cover this in a book, and like, how are we going to portray this in in a way that that will honor what happened, and and just do it respectfully. Exactly. Like, sure. Wholeheartedly.
1: Um. Can you talk me through, walk me through that process? Was it staff meetings um, and, and brainstorms and to things? To be honest,
2: the only thing I can remember, I don't. It's so weird thinking back on that, but yeah. um, I remember staying after school, like just the editors, okay, um, not just editor in chief, just like the editors in general, and we all had to sit and say like, it's time for us, like we have to, we have to do this. Like this right. is our story to tell. Right. Miss Lerner told us like, no one could say, no one could tell this better than than we can, and so we all just like went straight down like a list maybe like who's gonna do what
0: how we are gonna do it and how we should do it how we shouldn't do it yeah um just we covered all our bases and we we just hatched all out and we decided like the right way to do it and how many pages we would have to switch and the ladder and having to move everything and just like the way we would write about it and the pictures we would use stuff like that we just we just talked about everything um, things we had to cover
2: like uh like things outside from what
0: happened like
2: the, and the following days after, like mm-hmm. things that were like bring brought to us, and like
0: people that the, in the community,
2: us. like little events that we were having, and um, like dogs and.
1: Um, so are you saying? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, therapy dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah So, so you're saying dogs. you had to figure out how to cover it because you were doing a chronological mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're addressing these things as they happen, and if the dogs visit, you wanted to get some photos and yeah. go back to journalism.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what we did was we had a spread for. Valentine's Day because we were going to do one anyways, and then we did three more spreads I think um, like about the dogs about all the different people who donated things We had a spread about the banners that people sent in that they drew for us um, About tattoos all the different people that got tattoos after everything that happened just stuff like that because there was obviously so much to to Cover and we just wanted to like decide like what would be best and what was most pertinent I think
1: and then um, I I haven't seen a copy of the book yet, um, but there is a commemoration section. Right? Yep. I don't know the right vocabulary used for the seventeen victims, mm-hmm. and that was that right after that, and like in line. Yeah, I know because I saw online a copy. Um, the newspapers, the Eagle Act. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had their approach, mm-hmm. very much this the same job. Right. How can you help me understand the difference between your approach journalistically as a student journalism staff for your book, knowing that. I, um, I, I have my grandfather's yearbooks from 1943, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and s- most newspapers, unfortunately, don't last maybe more than a couple of weeks. So your lifespan is arguably a lot longer. Yeah. It's not to be dismissive of your eagle eye mm-hmm. friends, um, but in what way was your approach to the coverage different, maybe?
2: I think newspaper wanted to; they definitely had longer like stories and okay. things. We wanted to summarize, um, per se, who like. Who the person was, their memories, their experiences, and their life goals, and I think we wanted to keep it not to say short and sweet, but short and sweet, Um, and have more pictures of them, and just show like how much life, you know, how much they, how they lived their lives, and um, we wanted just to make, we didn't want people to read it and you know have to like cry or anything. We just wanted them to realize like this is who this person is, and and that's it. And I think newspaper. Um, they did great mm-hmm. as well, but they took—they had a lot more details than we did. Okay. We, we decided to sum—not summarize—but like just the main points of this person, and um, yeah.
1: Did Did you realize at some point that the theme took on a new or different or evolved meaning?
2: When I went to the park the next couple of days, that's when I like I forgot the theme, like oh, in that, okay. and wow. then I remembered, and I was just like, oh my god! I remember looking at my friend Natasha. I was like. Like, what? And then that's when we all were really, like, I know. And like, it took on a whole different, different meaning.
1: Yeah. Did you, I mean, did you, did you talk? I mean, you realized it. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you talk about it? Did you say, wow, we have this? Yeah. Uh, was it a new? A new opportunity or responsibility, both I th- of those things. I
0: think when Miss um, Lerner went to a faculty meeting, she she told them like this is the theme, and mm. like no one had known at that point. Sure. Not none, none of the faculty sure. knew, our principal didn't know, and like everyone was just silent, like they were shocked because it really it, it meant so much more after everything had happened. So we realized like how important it was that we had picked it, and like what it meant now after everything.
1: Right, right. What was distribution day like?
0: It was different than previous years because instead of, we usually
2: um, would distribute our books after school on a certain day or a couple days, but this time we did it just at lunch. And we had four covers and okay, so we we started our cover with just the color purple because we were like, we want something different. And then as we were um, editing and covering, like doing the cover, we decided on four colors, which were uh, purple, teal, red, and blue. And instantly, everyone just went straight for, like, red. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we realized just automatically that it's because of, you know, our school colors. Sure. And um, But there was so many, like, the line was huge. Yeah. And, like, so many people had a lot more people. And people came saying, like, oh, can I buy my yearbook now? And, like, they had their cash with them in their right. hands. Um, and we ended up having to order more books. Oh, right. And it was insane to say the least but yeah. I'm glad that people can have that with them for the rest of their lives because yes. they need that and
1: yeah I'm making an assumption directly but every family ended up with a copy of yeah. the book as well did, did people unfortunately like did, did somebody point out like you spelled their name wrong on twitter on you know page 37 that's
2: or? honestly that's the thing that we were just scared terrified about the yeah we yeah. said especially for those like um, sure, the memorial pages, pages. Yeah. we we cannot mess anything up. We right, cannot okay. take anything. That's what honestly like kept me awake at night. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. honestly did not receive any
0: type of uh, no backlash. Pe- no nothing. Yeah. Not for those pages. No. Yeah. We just. I just knew like I wanted the design to be perfect, and I yeah. and I wanted the right pictures to portray who they were, and like. The their family members and what was important to them, like just be able to like see a picture, and like that was the kind of the person they were. So um, no, we didn't. We had a lot of different people looking over them too. We really wanted to make sure there was no mistakes because we we didn't want to mm-hmm. have an issue. And in
2: in doing that, we would make sure we would talk to their friends, or family, and like.
0: Definitely, I, I'm not a
2: writer. I wrote a story for a victim, and like because I was close to someone close to them, and so we had to go out of our comfort zones to make sure that. We did our best and right. respectfully, honorably, all of that.
1: Right. What do you know now about journalism and the power of your book that you didn't know at, at the beginning of last year?
0: Well, for
2: me personally, it's more, it leans more towards photography and that sure. type of journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always known like the power of like a visual, you know, story and a picture's worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially after photos I took on Valentine's Day and like sharing them online and just seeing the feedback from everyone and like saying your innocence is, that's like the pure example of it. And I realized how much like a story can just be placed in one little tiny pixelated box. Like, um, and then just having a story with that and just pages and just a simple cardboard little box, like book can change so much and I don't know. Like people are gonna hold on to this yearbook for the rest of their lives and look back at this and show their children and like, cause it's it's just I feel like journalism is so important because we need to remember where we came from and like where we're going and I don't know. I just I'm like losing my train of thought.
1: I think you're doing a magnificent job. Just I keep talking. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um. Just like we know that your book is something that you're gonna keep forever, hopefully, and you're gonna look back at it, and you're gonna see it when you're older. You're gonna show it to your to your children. And you're gonna be like, "This is me in high school." And we just we wanted to embody that in a book. And I and I I realize now how much more important, especially this book, that people are really going to look back at it, and they're actually gonna see it and be like, "Remember this moment. Remember that." And just they're actually gonna. Look at it a lot, and it made me realize how, how important it was for someone to be able to have that and hold on to it forever.
1: Right. Have you, be honest, but we'll be they and keep things anonymous, have you ever looked at a book from another school and read like their article about homecoming and it's like, you know Josie Miller was crowned the homecoming queen and blah 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 and you read really bad yearbook book copy right mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so <clears throat> real talk for a second about Aerie have you guys ever written or seen in your four year three years written like a really lame story about the car wash or oh yeah you know, oh I'm okay. sure there's so
0: many events where it's like we have story ideas, and like no one can think of an idea, like a good idea, what to cover. Like a right. school presentation. Yeah, like or projects or, or math. Math yeah, just like, math like a so math right. test or a lab, right. and we're just like that's really boring, but right. it's all that's really happening this week, so I guess we'll cover it. And yeah, right. this now, year, this
1: yeah. year, yeah. yeah. So we want well, talk to you into a <clears> trap. <throat> like if you and my kids at Tesera, we we are guilty after some boring coverage sometimes. As you look forward. How does last year compel you to be better journalists and better yearbook staff members? Are you going to work towards, you guys are eyebrowing Mm -hmm. each other, now you answer first. (laughs) I'm trying to to think, yeah, gather my thoughts. It it strikes me, because I I feel like I have a sense of your program. I know your advisor well enough to know that you all take your jobs very seriously. And it it strikes me that, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like a fluff piece about how Josie Miller was crowned homecoming queen just blah 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 Charlie Brown's teacher you know like wah, 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 mm-hmm. just boring book copy there's no time for that
0: yeah it right? feels very pointless now
1: Yeah. T- tell me about what what you know about yourself now is that you carry it into the 2019 book
0: it just feels very pointless now to like cover things like that when there's so many other pertinent things and there's a lot of like I've realized through coming back to school and like having the sense of unity with everyone that like there are so many different people in my school that I don't know mm-hmm. and the ability to share their story in a yearbook could be so cool and like i definitely wanted to step out of my my step out of the box a little bit and do something different creative this year since since I, I know so much more about my school.
1: And you've got, uh, roughly 3,000 kids, roughly, yeah. in the building or so? Or more than 3,000? Even okay, more, so,
0: more, like a couple hundred more.
1: So, short of having a 3,000 page yearbook, it's like <laughs> a box. <laughs> Basically. Set, do you, have you talked at all about going into this year about how you keep on including uh, more students in, in that inclusion and coverage rate at all? Do you have strategies or advice that you could give to another yearbook staff? You said you have the We Love You Too Much list, mm-hmm. and, and you're mindful of that. How do you. Well, um,
2: Well, when we, okay, say we want to cover something, I don't know, and we have maybe three junior girls in our pictures. We're not going to use those three photos because they're all juniors, they're all girls. So we want to make sure we have people of obviously different races, different um, genders, and um, grade levels, just to make sure that we're branching out and making sure we're covering our whole entire student body because our whole school isn't just... Junior girls. Sure, absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely,
1: So yeah, is that something that you talk about actively in class? Like we have, yeah. we we know we're, we're we need to diversify our coverage. Mm-hmm. And well, like
2: in in photography for me, I would say like don't just take pictures of this one crowd mm-hmm. or go to that side of the football field. To get I mean get crowd shots, get the football players. Mm-hmm. Don't just get one specific thing because it's that's not the only thing that's happening.
1: Sure.
0: sure.
1: So, yeah. Any wise words, Mary, on, on inclusion or?
0: Um, I think the story especially is very important. Like when you're quoting someone, like if I'll be putting a story onto a page, I'll read through it, I'll skim through it and I'll realize like this is quote is really not that good. Like, and I'll try to see if we can get a better quote or someone who has a completely different perspective on a situation. Um, and their point of view on the story and what they saw. Like if I, if I was covering a football story, um, I'd want someone from the crowd, I'd want a coach, I'd want a player. I just, it's better to get a lot of different quotes from a lot of different people sure. to see like their different perspectives on everything.
1: Right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do you have for staffs that are, that are confronted with tough topics? I mean it could be a hurricane or a flood. The, the, the books in Texas that had Hurricane Harvey come right. in and mm-hmm. flood their labs mm-hmm. or my own students um, covered the suicide of a student. I know you know uh, you could have a, a science teacher who has a heart attack and, and passes away. What do you know about coverage and, and working as a team to cover tragedy that you could offer as advice for those staffs?
2: What I learned, um, I mean as I was doing all of this and like just what I had I kind of had like a real, realization um, last week was as a journalist you also have to find a balance between being like a good reporter and a good human okay. interesting um, okay. because I know when something like that happens you want to I mean and like the journalism world says, someone wants to go and get the story they want you know it's almost like a competition like oh, we want to, okay. mm-hmm. but you have to realize that I know you want their story, but they also want you to give them their space, space. Um, and also really truly depends on the situation, but um, where was I going with this? I completely forgot, gonna say something. It's very circumstantial,
0: <laughs> I think it depends on the different degrees of the situation. Um, one thing is you need to really take time for yourself first and understand like the way you're feeling and how how you feel in like in, in the bigger scene of things, and just if you need a break, take a break. Don't even hesitate. It's not it's not that hard. If someone can help you. Like you can get someone else to do your page. It's just just ask for help and talk to everyone and like if you need something, speak out. It's it's easier to just keep it in, but especially if 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 I couldn't handle doing a page anymore, I would ask someone for help. I would ask someone for advice. I would talk to someone. It's just it's easy to be like I have a deadline next week. I need to do all this now. But if if I needed a break or if I needed to stop, it it would be really important me to just like take a look at everything and just, like, sit down and, like, realize how you feel. Mm-hmm. And also what Raym was saying, too, like, I understand that it's a lot of journalists' job to, like, go out to the scene and, like, ask questions and, like, figure out what's actually going on, but sometimes it's better to just take a step back and respect the way people feel, and if they don't want to speak about it, if they don't want to talk, then just, just say, I completely understand and step back. I think that's that's really good for for a journalist to do in a type of situation, just like take a step back and realize that people maybe aren't okay to be speaking about it, or just don't feel okay enough to to give a quote or something, and just say like, okay, I completely understand, and step back from it.
2: Right. Yeah. Going back to what Mary was saying about like if she needed a break or anything, I remember when I was writing this story, um, I completely had like a, a whole breakdown. Not because of a deadline or anything. It was just I wanted to make it. I wanted to do it justice and I had to tell myself that like I was just putting so much pressure on myself so much like that I didn't need to put on myself but going back and just talking and like taking breaks obviously and just talking to people they knew and um, just getting a sense okay I think when you're covering something like that you need to get a sense a whole complete sense of who a person was not just from one source but from plenty of sources because People are different to everyone. Like mm-hmm. They're not just one type of person in front of their family and they're with their friends. They're with so many people their whole lives. I completely like just, whatever. Um, But, yeah, just...
1: That complete sense of, of, of person. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that's really, really important.
1: It could be words in your mouth, but is it more important to have conversations than to interview somebody? Definitely.
0: No, definitely. Even if it's off the record, it's just like... Even if it's, like, I'm not getting a quote necessarily, like, I just want to get a full sense of who they were and, like, use the right words when I'm explaining who they were or what they did. I don't want to, even, like, I just want to be able to get a whole sense of who someone was, even if it's off the record. If they don't, if they just want to talk and I just, like, need to understand the way they made them feel or, like, just how that person affected them, it's it's a lot more helpful to just have a conversation, a one-on-one conversation than like record a quote like word for word and type it all out like like a computer.
2: I remember having um, well, an interview conversation for about like an hour and I only used one little sentence from mm. <clears throat> what this person told me, but in talking to them I got a sense of how am I going to describe this person and just together as a whole and just say, like explain who they were and it, just, it wasn't just for the quote, it's just for me, for my background knowledge to, And how to again respectfully and um, just describe them to the best of my ability
1: yeah there's wise words in that like being in there for an hour (laughs) but coming away with that one gold nugget quote is just that's exactly what you needed and it could have happened at minute 59 yeah but you got it can I get a uh, can I get a sneak peek of what's to come with the area for the year ahead is that something you can share
0: um, we are working on our theme now. Um, we've decided on it all depends. Like, it all depends on who you are as a student and, and what your perspective in high school is like, since there's so many different clubs and there's so many different people and you can take so many different routes. So that's really what we're trying to get to, that there's so many different perspectives in our school and, like, everyone sees high school at Douglas in a different way. So that's and really what we're going to get to outcomes? Exactly.
1: Right.
2: Okay. I think it's a very uh, universal theme. I, I think yeah. that... Um, there's so much that can be applied to it not just perspectives like aspects of just your life everything depends on something uh-huh. whether it be a person or whether it be who what when or how um, that just everything like your life depends on who you meet what you do where you sit like and high school especially like where you're gonna go in life it all depends on what you did in high school yeah. um and uh yeah
1: my wife and I met because she didn't get enough scholarship money from a different university. If <laughs> she'd gotten enough scholarship money, she would have gone there, but she didn't, so she went to Indiana. We met in the marching band. We have four kids. See, it all depends on you, exactly. All, yeah. I, I really want to lift this up, and we're, we're winding this thing down, but for those of you who are listening, students or advisors, what the girls have just demonstrated to you is that you, know, you don't need that like highfalutin language of like you know evolution, for because yeah, like teenage life's an evolution, but it's hard to explain it that way. But you both destruct. You're like you just threw your it's arms up. Pretty, it just depends. It all depends. Yeah, you know? pretty
2: simplistic. I mean. And
1: well, it, sh- I wouldn't say that. It's it's simple to say, mm-hmm. but it's got yeah, so many a different, different outcomes. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. It's a slam dunk. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. <laughs> thank you, uh, Rain Marion from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas area. Your book, uh, proud to know you. And thank you for coming on the podcast thank and you. sharing your thank story. You. And uh, and good luck in the year ahead. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. Thanks.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I want to say thank you to Rain and Marion for taking the time out of their busy schedule at Camp Orlando to sit down and, and talk with me about their experiences as part of the ARI staff last year. I think that their advice about, uh, again, being able to, to take time for yourself and recognize your needs as a journalist and also uh, be uh, in tune with the needs of the people uh, whom you're interviewing uh, especially in those times of of tragedy, um, uh, those times when when people's emotions are running high, um, like I said at the at the front, there's just a, a whole lot of poise and maturity there uh, that the girls shared with you. I think to Rain's comment about journalism being so important that we need to remember where we came from and where we're going, uh, it's timely advice for all of us, especially those of us who are journalism advisors. Uh, yearbook book advisors and, and working with students in journalism programs, looking ahead, the advisors in the journalism programs at marjorie stoneman douglas high school uh have have been busy uh in the uh in the later spring and in early summer. There are two books that I'd like to highlight that are both coming out uh in the coming months uh full disclosure I've got no uh connection to them financially or or anything else this is offered. Uh, just because I, I think that these are, are must-reads. Um, the first is called We Say Never Again, reporting by the Parkland student journalists. It's co-edited by Melissa Falkowski, the advisor of the Eagle Eye uh, newspaper, and Eric Garner, the advisor of the broadcast program at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. That is uh, available on Amazon right now and is a, a more journalistic look at uh, the experiences of uh, the, the school, the school community, and those student journalists uh, after the events of February 14th. Um, that will release in early October. And in January, and available uh, as they both are right now for pre-order, is Parkland Speaks. Survivors from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas share their stories. It's edited by Sarah Lerner, the advisor of ARI, and uh, will be available in January. It takes more of a creative writing approach, uh, maybe a, a more lit mag approach, um, to the aftermath of, of the events at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Uh, so again, that's Parkland Speaks, and We Say Never Again, and both are available for pre-order on Amazon right now. You know, too, Sarah recently sat down for an episode, actually two episodes of uh, Yearbook Chat with Jim, is one of the uh, two podcasts available on the Walsworth Yearbooks Podcast Network, the other being Ask Mike. Uh, but Sarah and Jim Jordan, guest of the pod here, uh, sat down for an extended conversation uh, about what it was like to advise the area Yearbook uh, through the aftermath of the events of February 14th. And uh, I'd highly recommend that listen. And uh, again, thank you to, uh, to Sarah for connecting uh, me with Rain and Marion. And, uh, and just one more thanks to the girls for, for being on the podcast. Uh, Coming up soon, uh, I know a bunch of you are already uh, back at school, and uh, good luck. My thoughts are with you there. We don't return until uh, the first full week of of September, but uh, I've got another uh, episode in the pipeline, uh, my conversation at Camp Orlando with uh, Bobby Hawthorne, master storyteller and uh, journalism educator. We get into uh, reporting and coverage and copy for yearbooks and uh, let me just tell you on the front side bobby uh, bobby does not hold back uh, it's going to be a great listen uh, look for that in your feeds in maybe another week or so uh, but uh, but for now friends uh, good luck be well we'll talk soon